Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle. I'm Scarlett Russell and today's guest is Sophie Berezina, the founder of Number 22 Candles. Sophie Berezina. Sophie, welcome to Secrets of the Side Hustle. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, So can we, let's start by telling me about what Number 22 Candles is and your role in the business. So I am the founder and director and also the only employee. So I'm everything. I'm the intern, the uh, admin assistant. Um, But it is a luxury candle brand. um, And it sort of merges my love of interior design and um, candles, (laughs) I suppose. I work in the beauty industry. And so we have, you know, I've got like good market knowledge um, and I was looking for a candle actually when I um, bought my first home and it was awful and it really needed renovating. And as soon as I moved in, I was miserable and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? This is horrible. I need to like have some nice warm light and comforting smells. And I, so I lit all my candles and it immediately made a difference. So because they really do like set a scene, they set a certain um ambience they do they do um but then I was thinking like I want something that looks really beautiful in my home as well and loads of luxury candles do look lovely but 80% of a candle's life is spent not lit um and so really that should be a design piece in my opinion so that I get pleasure from it when I'm looking at it on the shelf as much as when I'm smelling it on the shelf so the candles they they physically look different don't they they have gorgeous shapes and they're, ser- they're ceramic um, um they're actually earthenware so they're matte so they feel nice mm-hmm. and they have a knit embossed design on it because i'm obsessed with knitwear literally it was just in my head oh i'd love a knitted candle can't get one of those i'll try and make one <laughs> fantastic well that is what a side hustle is <laughs> um so let's go back a bit your background is in beauty journalism yeah you've been doing that for what, 10 years about, about 15 15 oh. years wow okay how did you get into the beauty industry um I was actually working in television post-production in Bristol where I went to university because I love that city and I didn't want to go home um and there's a big tv industry there but my heart was always in magazines I just love them I've got a real genuine love of print and I just realized that I wasn't happy doing what I didn't want to be doing so I gave it up and packed up my flat and moved back in with my parents um, so that I could intern in magazines. And I can't actually tell you why I chose beauty. I'm I'm not obsessed with makeup and beauty and hair. I just 
I feel like it was a bit of a vocation because I sort of just decided to do it, but I couldn't really tell you why. And I love it. So it must have been right. <laughs> and then you worked um, at Elle magazine, of course, yes. for seven years. Yeah. And you've recently left Elle, haven't you? Yes, I have recently left and it was my dream job. So I was surprised at myself. <laughs> so so number 22 is still very much a side hustle, something mm-hmm. you do on, on the side. Yes. When did you actually start the business? That was about three years ago now. Okay. Um, there's a kind of vague timeline because I'm sure we'll get into it, but it kind of started as a bit of an accident. Okay. So I was working on it a lot longer before it was a business. So you found, so the idea kind of came about, you're in your house and you've lit lit your candles and you've discovered there's the gap in the market for beautifully constructed candles that are are more of an interior piece as well as just a candle. So then then what did you do with that idea, that seed of an idea? What happened next? I think um, discovering a gap in the market is slight. It's sort of giving me um, <laughs> too much credit. I, I suppose I wasn't thinking of it as a business um, because I love being a journalist. Right. I was thinking I like making stuff. I'm a real geek. Like I really love craft. Um, and I literally just got some air dry clay and, I, and a chunky knit jumper and rolling pin. And I just made the design in the in this clay, cut it out, stuck it on a glass container. I was like, that looks really nice. <laughs> now I got to learn how to make a candle to fill it. So I literally spent two years in my kitchen, in my new kitchen. My poor husband was not impressed that he would come down for a cup of tea in the morning. There'd be wax everywhere. Wow. But um, because it's a real science, there's so many variables in making a good candle. So so like I really got into the the science behind it and the business side, I suppose, in that in in terms of kind of what goes into making a product like like this so um and did you what were there youtube tutorials did you learn through yeah that? youtube tutorials i mean i just google everything right. i there were candle starter kits there were scents that i was trying to re- create that i thought um i kind of thought about deconstructing scents like a painting like okay i love the smell of old books what what is that really if i take it apart it's like dust leather um, kind of sweetness of the pages, so I kind so I looked for those kind of notes. You can get loads of synthetic um, oils online, so I just ordered them. Different kind of wicks. Every time that I poured a new candle, um, you have to wait two weeks to cure it before you can test it, and then I'd burn it, and then it would be terrible. Like the it's called a melt pool. Um, you know the kind of pool that the wax makes, and that mm-hmm. needs to go to the edge, and that's really difficult. Wow. So every time I got it wrong, I'd be like oh god I've got to try again tomorrow and I'd get up at four in the five in the morning because I'd be lying in bed thinking maybe if I do it like that I got obsessed so it I was so it kind of grew from this little hobby and you're getting yeah. more and more it was into more like it. I'm a perfectionist and I was like I just got, I got to get it right I can't have this beat me yeah um and then <laughs> and of course you're doing a full-time job at the same time so yeah. you're kind of working around it getting up early yeah spending weekends I guess yeah but it was it, yeah. a real even at that stage it was a passion project it was mm-hmm. like I just wanted to get this nice thing um, right. And then I thought, oh, I never have to buy a candle again. I can just send my home forever. <laughs> so then I did get it right. And it was lovely. And I started gifting them to my friends. Because um, it's a really lovely thing, like a handmade candle to oh, give to someone. Everyone loves a candle. Um, everyone. Which is lucky for my business. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was giving them to my friends. Um, and one of them is a PR director. Um, Handy. Yeah. I mean, in my industry, I'm lucky that I have lots of lots of experts mm-hmm. in the field. So uh, she was a real friend and she wanted to get them for her clients for their Christmas present. 
Um, they were on Instagram just because, you know, if you make a nice thing and you're proud of it, you put them on there. If you gift something or you are gifted something, you know, you take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. It's such a great marketing So this is tool. just on your own personal Instagram. Yeah. You didn't have its own Instagram no, feed at this I point. I wasn't okay. thinking of it as a business. Okay. I suppose in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is really lovely. And imagine if I could maybe sell them on a website or something. But, mm. you know, it was in the back of my mind and I was really focused on my journalism career. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Liberty of London got in touch with me and asked for a meeting about the candles. So this isn't hugely weird in my industry. It's a real privilege, but, you know, I meet with PRs from brands and from retailers all the time to mm-hmm. talk about beauty offerings that they might have. So I, hadn't, I didn't have a particular connection with Liberty, and I just assumed that they wanted to meet me to talk about beauty products. Um, but it was a head bio, and she wanted to talk about my candles. She'd seen them on Instagram um and she asked me what I was thinking of doing with them and I was like oh uh, I don't know maybe I'll make a website I might think about selling them and she said we want them wow and we want them um in time for Christmas so I had to really then just click into business mode and go right do I want to do this and what what each which Christmas was that 2016 um yeah 2016 okay so she and at what and how many months before this was was the meeting it was about March. So I would March, say. she says she says she wants to sell them exclusively in Liberty yeah. by Christmas. Yeah, no pressure. I mean, <laughs> I, and it was such a dream. I was like, am I literally? Am I dreaming? Liberty is my favourite place to go. Meander. I think it's such a beautiful store, and they they have an amazing edit of brands. So what do you then do? How do you click it into action? You're, this is the next step, yeah. right? Like, genuinely, I googled. Okay, <laughs> I googled how do people, I probably googled how the hell do people um, get candles made professionally. Okay. So I, um, I found out a really, I found a lovely place in Suffolk where there's, there's not very many pe- places in the UK that actually make candles. Um, lots of the brands are made in the same place, funnily okay. enough. Interesting. Um, so I went out and had meetings myself because I just found it easier to explain my concept my idea to people and that way I was able to get people on board to help me who really who kind of got it and helped me out so the first people I spoke to they said oh a typical first run small run of candles is 5,000 and I was like I can't I I can't do that I can't do 5,000 I'm it's self-funded um Liberty aren't going to order that many and she agreed to bring it down to 1,000 because she loved the concept Right. So in that way, I then got um, perfumer on board the same way. I got a ceramic um, factory on board in the same way. And you're funding all of this yourself. My, the idea is that you will have the product and then Liberty will essentially buy them yeah. off you. My dad actually invested. Um, he Thanks, he invested um, £5,000 into my business and he phoned me up and he said, um, OK, I'm going to give you £5,000 and I want... 20% of the business. <laughs> I was like, you've been watching too much Dragon's Den. <laughs> How much did you have to put in well, at this stage? Well, you know, surprisingly, um, because I was able to do a small run, um, it's it wasn't too bad. It's not, you know, the markup on any kind of product, everyone knows it's huge. So I had to put in about the same um, and I was able to do one small run with a lot of kind of help from everyone else. 
doing me favours. So who, what kind of people were doing you favours? Well, like the factory would, right. would would say like, do you know what the great thing was that everyone said I haven't really seen anything like this before, so they were quite mm. excited to work on it. Yes, it's new, it's a unique idea, isn't it? Because let's be honest, there are a lot of candles. There are a lot mm. of candle brands. Mm. It's not the easiest to find a gap, but mm-hmm. you, you are delivering something that is different. Well, it's there are other ceramic candles. They're a lot more expensive than mine. Um, there are, you know... Tom Dixon does beautiful candles and he that is from the same kind of interior perspective but it's a very very niche part of the candle market so I think I kind of I don't know it people just liked the product so I got to trust my instinct because I made it because I liked it it was a thing that I wanted and I'm a real consumer I'm a candle consumer I'm a I'm a shopaholic actually <laughs> how much are your candles they're 40 pounds okay so you made this run you, you're mm-hmm. in touch with the manufacturers now you've got the, the products going yeah and in the meantime so that's all happening in the meantime are you then building a website thinking about branding doing yeah. all of that stuff yeah. okay what talk me through how, how that happens guess how I learned how to make a website did you go <laughs> did you google how to make a website that's exactly what I did um, with Wix and Squarespace <laughs> there's the, so and, much help yeah. out there you just have to it's have actually, an idea yeah. about what what you want it to look like and how you want it to function the best advice I can give on that is to old-fashioned way write out on a piece of paper kind of map it out what you want the channels to be what service you want it to deliver um, and then look into hosting sites and buying domain names, etc. It's all mm. really easy to kind of, if you've got the commitment and the passion and the idea in your head, it's quite easy to navigate. Is this getting a lot busier, a lot more time consuming at this point? Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of, as a lot of admin. Yeah. Um, and it's a really fascinating side of the, I suppose it's beauty industry. It's actually called air care, which is a very strange market. <laughs> so I'm just going to call it beauty. Um it's a really fascinating other side. So as a journalist, I've met candle chandlers, they're called. Um, jo Malone right, is a, right. a part chandler. So I, I've met with her and I've interviewed her about her candles before. And now I'm seeing it from the, this other business side. It's really interesting. Mm. Okay, so what, so what happens next when um, you built your website... Mm. Were, then, were you then able to sell the candles on the website yeah, quite quickly? Yeah, that's actually the most difficult part of wow. the side hustle because that's what takes up the time. So that's real, you know, I suppose I literally do everything at the moment. So I have a warehouse where I store everything. Um, and I, if I get an order, I will go in and pack up the pallet and arrange the delivery. And it, it's quite physical. And when I get my, my candles are now made in Portugal because that is really the home of, ceramics and it's a ceramic brand so I will get a huge delivery in from Portugal and then I've got to go in the evening after work and unpack the pallet and put it in the warehouse so it's it's quite physical but sending out like accepting or, and processing orders and then packaging up them up and sending them out is quite time consuming. Wow I, I, I can imagine mm. and were you doing all of this before the kind of the big Liberty sale when it first went into shops? No, I no. it was Liberty First. Liberty First, yeah. okay. Um, and then presumably the, the word got out mm-hmm. and you were getting press. Yeah, you... I also made um, I made a per- bespoke version for Soho Farmhouse. So Farmhouse launched at the same, around the same time. Okay. Um, and someone there had seen the candles and loved them and wondered if I could make a Soho Farmhouse branded one. So I actually launched also with a very small, like 200 exclusive limited editions in farmhouse so there was so much press around farmhouse as well so that was a really good kind of 
accidental again launch mechanism. I've been quite lucky with this brand. And that's where the money comes in, presumably from these yeah. partnerships. I mean, I am not a business person. Uh, my husband is so good at kind of logistics and he's much less emotional than me so <laughs> he's always continually frustrated with me like you can grow this and you should be making more money from it really everything that comes in goes back into the business um you know there's you have to talk about markups and the the profit margin is not huge on my candles because it's a really beautiful product and I was more concerned with how it looked and felt than keeping the margins mm. in a good place so they're a good place but it's not something that I could earn money from at the moment but you've broken even oh yeah I broke even really quickly which my, my accountant was very impressed wow okay <laughs> congrats I suppose with I suppose a really good takeaway from your story Sophie is that you've chosen a side hustle that's actually quite closely related to what you're yeah. doing already yeah. because a lot of the people we've had on did something completely different from yeah. what they were doing which is really interesting but actually the advantage of yours is that you've already got a good foot in the door you know the people Absolutely. to get impressed you know you've got natural interest in it anyway I'm really lucky in that respect and I I'm fully aware that um Liberty is incredibly competitive and they they you know they have days where people queue around the block to come and show the buyers their product and they pick only a few so it, and exactly that I'm aware of that side of things and how lucky I was to even have that connection to that person and likewise it's had amazing press coverage because I've got 15 years worth of friends in the same industry. So I will never pretend that that wasn't a massive help yeah, but in it, getting this off the ground. Well, it's, it's savvy mm. as well, actually. You're picking something that you know, if you're going to put in all this extra mm. hours, it's something that you know you can accomplish. I'm interested, though, in the actual kind of day-to-day -day of, you know, it sounds very, very time-consuming. Mm. Um, and you're doing this all with a full-time job at Elle on a, mm -hmm. you know, on a busy monthly magazine. How do you get around yeah. the managing it all? Like, how yeah. do you do it? I think the main, the thing is, when you're launching a new brand, the push is right at the beginning. So that was incredibly stressful and it was I had a hard deadline that I had to get it in I had to deal with all these different suppliers and I've never worked in that kind of capacity before and I'm learning at the same time so that really um was really stressful and I did get to a point where I phoned my dad I think it was like a week before we were going to launch into Liberty and I was like what am I doing I don't think that I can handle this stress and I I didn't particularly ask for it it just sort of happened and am I making a terrible mistake and um he was like, no, it's a brilliant idea and it's happening and you're going to do it and you're going to be fine. And then once it launched, um, there was a flurry of activity around that. Obviously, I had to organise the press coverage and etc. But then it kind of maintains itself. The bit where the side hustle is tricky for me is that I don't have the time or resources to grow the business. Right. So if I wanted this to be my sole income and my future career... Mm. I would really need to consider getting investors so that I didn't have to do that job or I could employ people to grow the business. So that's where it's kind of, in a good and bad way, stagnated because I've got this great side project. It's really doing well. It's taking care of itself. I've got some great retailers. But if I want to grow it further, I don't think that would be possible as a side hustle doing what I'm doing right now. Right, okay. But you're happy with how it is now. Yeah, I'm, I, I love journalism and I love, that has always been my ambition. And I, I always say, again, when I'm having little moments and I have to phone my dad, I say, God, you know, if it stopped tomorrow, what an amazing thing to have achieved that I've got this candle brand that now it's at a point where I show people and they say, I know that, that brand, that's just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. You know, if it ended tomorrow, 
I've still got my career that I love and I've I have achieved this wonderful thing. So having all these all these things going on, you must be very busy. So I'm interested in the kind of how you actually structure your day. Yeah. Are you super organized and if so how does that work? Do you have do you make lists? Do you ha- use apps? Yeah. Spreadsheets? Are you <laughs> I mean you're looking at me like I'm shaking. Laughing. No, I'm <laughs> laughing because my husband it, when he listens to this he's going to be like nope. <laughs> He is the really? most organised. I know. I am really. Do. I am really organised. We argue about it all the time. I've never met a journalist who hasn't made a list. By the way, I have. Li- I use my um, reminders app on my phone. Okay. Because I've always got my phone on me. So I have. I suppose how I get around it. I have two laptops. I've got a number twenty-two laptop that has got all my accounting and my assets and my admin and all the design elements. So that's an emails and everything. So I can separate it out. Um, I. And I have that at home, so I'm not going to be going to my job doing number 22 work. Um, and I just wake up in the night and think, oh, God, I've got to do that tomorrow. I haven't done that tomorrow. And I just put it in my phone list. Okay. Um, I could definitely be more organised um, because I, I think also I'm a creative person and we have different brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're more kind of, they're not so compartmentalised. Um <laughs> And three years on Mm -hmm. from starting Number 22 Candles, how is there anything you would have done differently? Is there anything you look back on and think, oh, that was a bit of a mistake? I wish I approached that in a different way. Um, I think that I could have definitely been more rigid with my organisation at the beginning in terms of the admin side. So I got an accountant and then uh, we'd been like, I, I get the sales figures and I obviously have my banking and incomings and outgoings and I record all that and then at the end of the year he said okay what's your inventory and I was like oh my god no one no one told me about inventory I didn't know to google that at the beginning what's an inventory well I have to know what I have to keep uh, track of the level of stock it's really obvious if you're running it there's going to be people running business going are you joking you didn't even <laughs> think of that before which is exactly what my husband said I just didn't think of it because it I was thinking about the kind of joy of making the product, which is why people have other peop- other employees in businesses. <laughs> so you know, you have the creative person, mm. the creative director, and then you have the, in my in my world, managing editor, and those people help each other out. Yeah. And yeah. really, I don't, I'm missing that kind of man- management side. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What surprised you most about starting this business? Um, oh, that's a good question. I suppose the support of other people within the same field. Mm-hmm. So I there's an amazing um, perfumer, I think I can call him, called Tom Daxon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met him at a, actually at a Liberty press day um, in my journalist capacity because he was launching his brand of fragrances um, and candles. And he, I re- we really just connected and got on. He's really kind of normal about everything. He, he, he was really talking about his brand in a way that I related to. And then once I launched them, I bumped into him in the street and I was really apologetic. I was like, oh God, I didn't tell you that I was doing this and maybe I'm going to sell in Liberty as well and we'll be a bit in competition. He was like, oh my God, it's amazing. Send me one and I'll tell you what I think. And then every time I met him for in my journalist capacity where we had to talk about his new launch, he would want to talk about mine, you know, how I'm doing, how I found the buyers at that place, etc. And just always offering me advice. And I that's just so supportive Mm. I really appreciated that okay so that's a really lovely link into our next segment Sophie (laughs) seeing as benefit are our sponsors and their latest campaign is all about female empowerment can you tell me about a woman who has really inspired you in your career really been there helped your career along yeah oh this is a funny one um considering <laughs> what we're recording for but it is Lorraine Candy she oh no she's so, love I know this. I'm sorry hi Lorraine <laughs> um you know <laughs> I didn't tell her to say that Lorraine I promise <laughs> my dad would if he listened to this and I didn't say Lorraine my dad would phone me and say what about Lorraine he always credits her with um changing my career so she's just to completely clarify she is the editor of style my yeah. boss but she was the editor of yeah. l so sophie's boss yes and she uh, employed me at l magazine which was my dream it was my favorite magazine growing up i started my career at l girl which was the teen version which was wonderful so i used to see her in the building and just think oh my god she's amazing she's this force she she makes this amazing product that i would love to work for one day and um, she brought me on board, so I was immediately grateful to her, obviously, and also terrified of her because she's so. She it was like sort of, I don't know, working for someone that you've admired from afar, and you really want to please them, and she's so like direct and knows what she wants, which was a huge kind of education for me. And she, I went in there thinking that I was a good writer because I used to have a blog, and people really complimented me on my tone, and they thought it was funny and. You know, I'd get all these nice supportive comments and I'd write a feature for her and she'd say, you know, no, change it. This bit's not good. And I would go home and just think, oh, God, Lorraine Candy didn't like what I did. And then one day she said to me, don't take it home. I don't take it home. Don't think about, you know, I'm critiquing you. And then I've forgotten about it, Mm. which really resonated with me. Um, And she just helped me be a better writer help me kind of have more creative ideas I just really learned so much from working for her and I admire her management style (laughs) miss you Lorraine (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting you said before that you were quite emotional yeah and Lorraine's big thing I she always says to me take emotion out of it yeah like always if you're writing an email never yeah you know you don't always have to apologize you don't always have to explain it's just like no yeah. just be direct and she's really like that's really her thing and I 
I can relate. So I've learned a lot just from yeah. her about that. She's just take the emotion out. Yeah. And yeah, interesting. It's helpful. It is very helpful. Oh, that's lovely. She'll love to hear this. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so our next segment is called What She Said. So this is the column we have in the magazine. It's a weekly column we've had for about a year. And we ask super high-powered, incredible women, CEOs, great women in business to tackle workplace dilemmas. So readers will send in questions and often they're very business-related, often they're quite emotional-related. And I wanted to ask you one, Sophie. So working on magazines for so long, I know there's a big culture of interning. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, I'm sure we've both worked with loads of interns. And I think some of our listeners and readers are a bit younger and they're starting out in their careers and interning is such an important way to get into so many careers. Mm. So I'd love to ask you, how do you make an impact as an intern? Yeah, um, I was an intern as well, so I kind of... I I appreciate that question because that is really what you want to be doing when you're going to do work experience, essentially. And I'm really surprised at the number of people who I've had come in and intern for me who haven't tried to make an impact. It's like um, a waste of an experience. And then the people who do try to make an impact really stand out. So that should always be at the front of your mind. But then you know, you, you also don't want to make too much of an impact, which is a funny thing to say, but I'm thinking of... So I had this intern once back when I was at L Girl and she was super bold, but she did. she's obviously made such an impression that I still talk about her now, like 12 years later. But she came into the office and when I wasn't looking on her first date, she went into the editor's office and I could just see her through the glass. And the editor, obviously, is a very busy woman and it's hard for us on the staff to get meetings with her. Um, and she came out and sat down and kind of crossed her arms. And I went and asked the editor later what happened. And she said she went in and she put a piece of paper on the table and she said, I want my story in print by the end of this month. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought, wow, that is one way to try and make an impression, but you've got to be realistic. So I think I would would kind of look for um, initiative I love it when people want to be more involved than they are. So if, you know, if the desk for the interns is in the fashion cupboard, I love it when people come out and try and sit with us um, on the team because that you're there for the work experience and work experience isn't sitting in a fashion cupboard, even if that's your directive. Work experience is to learn what it is to do that job and to arm yourself with the skills that, that you've got this unique opportunity to be able to learn so that you can then take that and apply them and improve yourself. So... Um, if you have a story idea, if you're working on a magazine, tell someone, don't tell the editor, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, or, or write it and ask someone to critique it. Um, and always ask for feedback at the end of your time as an intern, because that is really invaluable. Even if the person that you've been working for hasn't had time to really work closely with you, they will be, um, helpful, a helpful person to kind of learn what you could have done better if they've got any advice for what you could do going forward because that person will remember you as well when uh, as you're leaving that's a really good way to make an impression fantastic um there are a couple of other things actually i want to go back to i was just thinking about when um the kind of emotional side of starting a business and i wonder how when you're always so busy and you've got a lot on do you have any rules with yourself i.e i won't check my emails after 10 p.m. or i won't um look at emails on a weekend Mm -hmm. or anything like that as a way of kind of organizing your time 
Um, I wouldn't say that I have hard rules because I think having a side hustle, you sort of just have to fit it around everything else. So you have to have flexibility. But I definitely think that you have to prioritise downtime. That could be anything. You know, if I'm having dinner with my husband, we've gone out for dinner, I will keep my phone in my bag or put my phone upside down on the table because I don't want to feel like I'm engaging in that. I want to really prioritise me time. It sounds very generic, but... It's it's really, really important. Mm. And I credit my um my sanity to maybe to Made in Chelsea. <laughs> because I don't <laughs> That's I, a sentence you don't hear every day. <laughs> I, I you know, or Love Island, which is starting oh, yeah. again now. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are horrified that I might love those two programmes, but it's because it's mindless and I can actually switch off. Like I don't have to really concentrate mm. in the same way that you do when you're reading a book or something like that which I also love doing and I read a book to fall asleep yeah well also and I don't know if you find this but my I, my job I feel like I'm just reading all day for yeah. work yeah I mean I have to watch tv for work as well it's the great thing about being mm. an entertainment editor but sometimes when I come home I just you kind of you want to escape off. yeah switch off I mean it's it's like anti-mindfulness it's mindlessness mm. but I think that there's a definite place for that in busy people's lives okay how important do you think social media is in your Oh, branding. it's massive. Right, It's okay. huge. It, I mean, it's everything. That is how successful businesses market themselves these days. It's a, it's a very important marketing platform. And it's exactly how I managed to get it off the ground. Because I didn't have in my mind, right, this is a business that I'm going to do. And I'm going to approach this person. And I'm going to try and get it in these doors. Someone came to me because they saw it on my feed, which is essentially my marketing platform. It's a way of connecting with people in ways that you didn't even know that you are which my company is an example of so interesting great okay so sophie i think it's fair to say that you have another side hustle you are also a columnist for our sister paper the Mm -hmm. times you have a column every saturday on the times.co.uk called the mother project yes tell us a little bit about that that is quite a personal column about my um surrogacy journey so i am writing about my route to parenthood my alternative route to parenthood okay. whilst it's happening which has been going i think about a year yeah, now hasn't a year, it yeah. based on a, a piece that you wrote for the paper yeah. and so how it's a weekly column you said earlier you wrote it kind of six weeks in advance so how do you then fat is there one day a week i'm interested in how you yeah. factor all this into all everything you're doing so do you have one day every week where you do your column um, I wish that it was <laughs> organised. <laughs> so I have to file it every Thursday and some days I will get to Thursday and I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't done it. And I'll write it there, which sounds like, um, it sort of sounds a bit slapdash. But actually I find that when I'm writing a personal piece, sometimes it's better if I don't think about it too much. It's like writing a diary, um, which is why I said it was personal in the beginning. But then there are some weeks where I'll know exactly what I'm going to do and I've written it way in advance um but it's definitely like another job because it's really important to me that I get it right and I'm representing a whole community of people who have um fertility issues and it's something that people don't tend to talk about too much and the feedback that I'm getting is so encouraging from people saying that they can relate to what I'm saying and they feel better for reading some of my opinions on things that they've been going through it's also really Sorry, insightful thought. and really useful because there are so many things about surrogacy that you only see in films yeah. and you don't really know about. And it's such a, so many issues around fertility. It's such a, I mean, I'm not going to go loads into it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's such a thing that isn't talked about. And actually there, it's a lot of personal stuff in there, but it's also 
the, the, the honest, this is my journey and this is what I have to yeah. do. And actually, I don't know the ending yet, so... Um, but it's also very helpful for me to write it down. So mm. I suppose that's what I could say about all of my jobs is that I really love what I'm doing. Mm. Um, they all come from um, a place of passion. And so I suppose that's what helps me be able to do them all at the same time. Fantastic. Yes, because you're busy all the time. But yeah. when it's stuff you actually enjoy, yeah, then you can factor it all in. OK, great. So you've got this this great following now, actually. You've got your personal Instagram account. You've got your mother project. You Are these the people that you found buying the candles or has the candle business opened up a whole new audience for you? Um, I don't know if that has opened up an audience. I'm always surprised by people who buy the candles because sometimes I've gifted them to people and they say, oh, I've got one of these for, that my mother-in-law gave me last week. So it's something that I think is sort of quietly going on in the background. But... Um, the Mother Project column has definitely given a new audience to my candles mm-hmm. rather than the other way around. Wow, so mm. niche. Fantastic. <laughs> Good for you. Honestly, Sophie, you're doing so much. It's really <laughs> inspiring. For someone that is clearly not the best at organisation, <laughs> I say that in the kindest no, way possible. No, that's really true. I surprise myself every day. <laughs> well, you're managing it really well. I'm very <laughs> impressed. You. It's time for our quick fire round. My favourite round. So, okay, here we go. Number one, do you take a full lunch hour? Never. Never? No. Okay. Um, Are you a list person? I am. I use my phone. Use your phone. What's on your list? Um, It's my husband's 40th birthday coming up and I have a list of presents that I think I should get him. Excellent. And for work? Do you make lists for (laughs) work? Um, That bit (laughs) that's important. Yes. Um, All the admin stuff that I leave behind, like invoicing. Okay. Google Calendar or handwritten diary? Both, which is a terrible idea. So one for work, one for... No, I just can't make my mind up. Between. I'm like, sometimes I want to write it down, sometimes I want to put it in Google Calendar and then it just gets lost. Great. <laughs> what is your go-to stress fix? Made in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what is the best book or blog on business you've ever read? Oh, my husband got me um, starting a business for dummies when I started and it's actually incredibly useful wow excellent okay well Sophie we've covered so much there's this loads of really useful advice so thank you so much for coming in and talking to us all about your side hustle um so just so listeners know it's number 22 candles yes and what's the website no-22.com dot com fantastic you're on Instagram as well yeah. that's great thank you Sophie thank you for having me that was such an interesting guest wasn't it I so enjoyed speaking to Sophie there was loads of great advice there about starting a side hustle I hope you all enjoyed it too thank you so much for listening and please remember to subscribe share and rate the show I've been Scarlett Russell and this has been Secrets of the Side Hustle brought to you by Benefit Cosmetics UK Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.